0: Okay, uh, hi everybody. Um, It's really nice to meet you guys. Um, You come very highly recommended, and I know we're gonna really have fun working together. It's gonna be a really fun project. Um, So, here's the big picture. I am making some really, really likable, very relatable content uh, in the online. Uh, It's getting a lot of likes, a lot of retweets, and I need to kind of take things up to the next level. And I'm thinking of Patreon, you know? Uh, I, w- I want to, I'll just say, that, like, I, I want to get that Chapa money. I want that, like, 80 grand a month money. You know, that that silly Patreon money, okay? Um, and, you know, I, I want you guys to get me there. Uh, I know you've worked uh, for some really uh, high-end clients before, and so I, I kind of want to know what you can offer me. There's no good fighting... Uh, an election campaign on the facts uh-huh, yeah, because exactly. actually it's Sensible. all about okay. emotion yeah, the big sense. mistake political parties make yeah. is that they attempt to, to win the argument oh, rather okay, than yeah. locating the the emotional centre right,
1: of okay. the like, issue yeah. I, the I argue a lot online so,
0: speaking yeah. directly to that right, yeah. okay, okay. I, I, I can see that I, I, I can argue a lot online already so it's the, place in my skills, okay. Um, I, 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 I'll be upfront. You know, I've I've heard some mixed things about uh, your organization, and uh, I kind of want to keep this, you know, above board. Or, it is all white hat, okay? Just, just be the good guys. So, uh, what kind of ethical means uh, will Cambridge Analytica be uh, using for me to? Get my uh, contents uh, out there and to go viral? Sometimes you can use proxy organizations oh. uh, yeah. okay. who are well, already there. Right. You feed them, they are civil society organizations. Yeah, it's like charity, we charity? Use no. like charities or activist groups? Get charities. And we use them, yeah. okay. feed them with material, and they do the work. We just yeah, put that, information yeah, into the bloodstream. The right. internet, and then and then watch it grow. Give it a little push every now and again. Over time, to watch it take shape. Yeah, that she that sounds. So that, this stuff that's the opposite. The online stuff uh, That's actually expands, the opposite of what I was saying. But there's no branding, so it's unattributable, untrackable. Yeah, uh, it's kind of kind of the opposite of what I was saying. Um uh Yeah. It, I don't know if we're quite on the same page here. Um, uh, ma'am, uh, I don't know if maybe you want to chip in, uh, explain this better. You seem to be the one in charge here. So uh, can you maybe give me a, a little insight into this? When you have a massive propaganda effort to, oh, I, I like to prevent say that at all. people from thinking straight because they're being flooded no, with oh, false no. information... And you have people who are searching, trying to make sense of it. But every search oh, engine, this, every no, site they go into, is repeating these fabrications. Then yes, it affected the thought processes of voters. No, no, no I, I, please, no. I, 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 I'm, I'm sorry for wasting your time. Uh, this is, um, I'm a highly likable and ethical uh, poster in the online. Um, easily dozens of uh, highly involved uh, followers, each of whom is is like a brother to me. And I care for each and every one of the people who uh, follows me online and listens to this show. Uh, And um, if any of them were listening right now, I would tell them that my blood type is A positive, and uh, if they ever need blood or organs, they can always call on me. I'm always going to be there for them. Uh, So I'll bid you good day. We'll say no more of this and um I hope you reflect upon your lives. Thank you. Recording I made of um, a meeting between myself and Cambridge Analytica and their CEO, um, Miss Clinton, and um, I found them on Fiverr. They said they could get my um, uh, likes and retweets up, get me a lot more followers, and um, yeah, really not impressed with their service. To be honest, Um, only gave them three stars. That's really yeah, I don't free star anyone as. One restaurant that gave me a pretty significant uh, quantity of blood, but uh... other than that, the really only three star uh, review I've ever made. And uh, well, the less said about that, the better, really. Um, so let's talk about some other tech issues, um, but uh, through the medium of a book, because uh, that's what we do. Let's talk about uh, Brotopia by Emily Chang. this came out uh maybe a week maybe a month ago um there was a article in vanity fair that um and in actually a ton of different publications uh, that was excerpted from one of the juicier chapters of this and um well the the juicy chapter of this is really only one and um that got my attention and um so I asked the library to get this for me, and they were nice enough to do it, and I've got it now. And read through it in a day or two. It's nice and easy to get through. Um, very little in terms of style or difficulty in here. But um, yeah, I wish I'd been a little more impressed than I was because um, I really liked that Vanity Fair article. It was uh, it, it was juicy. And it it kind of illuminated something I hadn't really thought about. I mean. Okay, so the Vanity Fair article was um, on a um, a chapter from here from Brotopia called "Sex in the Valley." It's like "Sex in the City." I got that. Yes, I, I. This is not. I'm not doing a bit. I literally did just get that. Um, and uh, Cynthia Nixon, um, run. Yeah, you slay, queen. It's kind of like a. a good Hillary. Um, so Sex in the Valley is uh, the excerpt chapter and it's in here in full with I think a little bit at the end. And it's about, um, it's about the sex lives of founders with a capital F, uh, people in Silicon Valley, uh, people who are running the software I'm using right now, people who are running the software that uh, gets this podcast to you and uh, and every other aspect of my life. Uh, I took an Uber earlier today, I taught someone on Tinder, I taught someone on Facebook, it's like every aspect of my life, especially my job where all I do is post. Um, every aspect of my life is run by these guys, and these guys, they fuck. Um, yeah, I wouldn't have thought it, but they do. Um, and. A good chunk of the book is about, uh, say, sexual harassment, uh, even as far as sexual assault sometimes carried out by these guys, and uh, discrimination in the workplace. Um, and I guess following on from uh, Me Too, which is mentioned in this book, um, it's like it's like it doesn't bear repeating, you know? Was, we need to know over and over again that guys like uh, Travis Kalanick, whatever his name is, from Uber, he's ousted now. Uh, we need to know that those guys are assholes, and we need, hopefully, to get to that like critical mass, that like Harvey Weinstein moment, where we can actually start uh, disconnecting from some of these apps. I I really like to have an alternative to Uber. Uh, I don't in Calgary. I don't. You can't even have Lyft here. Um, there's either like pay twice as much for a cab or t- attempt to get a bus, maybe, and um, which I know is it, it, it's hypocritical of me. I'm massive hypocrite on multiple fronts, um, but yeah, uh, sex in the valley. The chapter and uh, article came out of it. So uh, basically, the all the founders were capital F. They have these big old fuck parties. They go to like an orgy dome. Orgy Dome at uh, Burning Man, um, which apparently used to be good, and um, they have big old fuck parties in uh, mansions by the sea, and like, and there are some like uh, big names that are that are quite happy with being outed here. Well, not even outed in any way that matters to them, you know. Uh, Steve Jurvetson and um his casa jervy casa scurvy more like ow got you um his uh casa is was a venue for a invite requested glamourism adventurous safari chic and jungle tribal attire party and that's yeah i've I've had some real uh, racial sensitivity on show there and um yeah, and uh, there was a party at his home, and yeah, it was a big old fuck party at, at Steve Jervison's place, and um, Elon Musk was there, because he, he fucks, I think he, don't quote me on this, which is impossible because this is a recording in my voice, didn't he date Lana Del Rey at some point? That's like, that's like your mum coming home with Elon Musk to me, that's like, that's a real betrayal. You know, she she's better than that. She's a lot better than that. Um and uh yeah, uh, there's Google founder Sergey Brin was there at the um jungle racism fuck party. It and uh, there's N- MBD, you know, in like uh, it's just they do that. And um the women involved, they're all pseudonymous. Uh, Because of the massive uh, sexual double standard at play in the valley. Uh, There's an expectation on the men that they'll go to these parties. Uh, There's an expectation on the women that they'll go. But if they do, they're sluts. Uh, If they don't, they're frigid. And and, um, either way, they're, no pun intended, fucked. Because um, they comprise a very small part of the workforce. F- uh, it's usually not more than 20 to uh, 30 percent. I think uh, one company she um, Emily Chang uh, cites as a good one has like a 30 uh, percent female workforce in the engineering department. And um, yeah, women are at a massive um, power differential to men and men use that to exploit them massively uh, as they do in every single other industry ever. I remember my my first job out of college it was shit. It was one of these like phone marketing sell advertising magazines companies and uh, our like sales manager I guess he was he was a monster. He was fucking Patrick Bateman. He was absolute scum uh, he, there was a, a girl who joined our company uh, a little while after I got there, and we went to some sort of, I don't know, company pub retreat or something, and uh, she made the mistake of going in a car with him, and she, when she got out of the car, at the pub, she was white as a sheet and shaking, and was how bad this guy got to her by speaking, I guess, while driving, that's the level of of scumbag this guy was and he'd been suspended four times and he always bounced back he's probably been suspended 40 times by now doesn't matter he's in the boys club he'll always bounce back nothing matters no consequences so that uh, same thing pervades silicon valley and hollywood and uh, publishing um, we've had uh, what Sherman Alexi outed, um, I think uh, the guy, I can't remember, Daniel Dennett is it, uh, the guy who is Lemony Snicket in real life, uh, although his thing was kind of just being a tool. Um, yeah, we've had a, a bunch of people outed as anything from tools to rapists, and um, keeps on happening, and still happening in Silicon Valley. And um, that, like I say, is the is the juicy chapter. That's the sizzle. The steak is a lot of um, it's stuff you really should know already. And if you don't know this, then I don't know what's wrong with you. And um, a big chunk on it is about the uh, at the start. At least is about the. The, uh the stereotypes of what a coda is that uh, has been was de- originally developed in like the 1960s IBM and is still going and it's still invoked to um, keep women out, to keep certain men out. Um, it's it's the nerd stereotype. it's the white guy with a with big old glasses and pens in his pockets and uh, basically on the spectrum, And um, that later got supplanted by the like tech bro stereotype, but both of these are white dude stereotypes. Uh, Race is not as a big an issue, but it's still a pretty big issue here, Um, uh, um, especially where stuff intersects. Like there's um, a fair few Asian women who seem to be very much um, uh, uh, fetishized by these guys. And you see that online all the fucking time when you go into any kind of nerd spaces. Uh, it's kind of creepy. Um, and uh, there's a lot of quotations and interviews in here. Uh, Emily Chang um, is mostly a, a reporter for Bloomberg TV, and um, this is her first and this is her first book. And uh, she has tons of access. She has her Rolodex is stuffed as everyone in here. Uh, Elon Musk doesn't appear, but everyone else does, um, apart from the like real scumbags who have just disappeared off the face of the earth. And she gets people to admit some really personal stuff, um, she gets people to be really vulnerable, uh, and some of the, gu- the guys too. And um, she has a m- yeah, massive uh, access to all kinds of people, from Billionaire founders to individuals who are coding for some company, and um, yeah, she's uh, like I say, she's a real insider. And depending on what politics you bring to the um, to the table here, you're that's gonna either it's gonna be a real. Um, real benefit to this book or it's going to be to its utter detriment. Uh, She's either going to be a um, skilled uh, interviewer and journalist who can get quote like a single line quote from a billionaire who is bound to have like zero time at all but he'll pick up a phone for Emily Chang or She's a neoliberal melt, and everyone who has ever had more than $1,000 in their bank account should be put up, up against the wall. Um, You're going to have one of the two opinions. And um, I'm edging towards the second, and I'm going to tell you why. But first, let's do some songs. Uh, let's do just one song, actually. This is from a project called Femi Nazgul. Uh, the Nazgul's being uh, the ring ringwraiths from Lord of the Rings uh, you know the, th- the whole, um, no man can stop me but I'm no man bit you know it kind of fits into the whole feminist thing uh, and this is uh, let me see uh, feminist Lord of the Rings influenced black metal I know what you're thinking another one but stick it out because Femi Nazgul are good and um, the main lady in Feminazgol does a bunch of other projects and this is from an album called The Age of Men is Over nice and um, their band camp is a nice pink colour. Uh, so this is Feminazgol Of The Age of Men is over, because uh, every day it feels more and more like it is. Um, in On Bandcamp, where I'm listening to this, it's, uh, it gives you little recommendations at the bottom. And it's, if you like Femi goal, you may also like uh, Frice Woven by Wolves in the Throne Room, great album. Content by Couch Slut, fucking classic album, uh, played on the show before. The Unlawful Assembly by Dawn Raid, played literally last episode. Uh, the Hunt by Olversang. I listened to earlier today. I was like neo folk, and I'm uh, not a not a massive neo folk fan. Not uh, not exclusively because it tends to be dodgy as fuck sometimes. I uh, just don't really like neo folk. Uh, there's a band called of Bones. Uh, Mournful Congregation also awesome. Noose Rot really fucking awesome. Um, so they're yeah they're in really good company in um, Bandcamp's algorithm. And um, Let's talk a little more about uh, Brotopia and kind of what I felt was lacking here. Um, I don't want to be one of those, uh, you know, um, the uh, class-only Bernie Bros that uh, are literally everywhere and are definitely a real thing. Um, I, but I want to, I would like to know from this book, okay, a bunch of things. Well, let, let's start off with a, a relatively superficial one first. Uh, there's a chapter here on Gamergate and it's so weak. It's a really weakly written, mealy-mouthed chapter that uh, gets things wrong and worse than that, leaves out some really, really important details. And at one point um, kind of makes it seem that uh, Zoe Quinn, who is was the like main target of Gamergate, is a a kind of peripheral figure next to brianna Wu, and b uh had maybe slept with five guys in order to get like paragraph long reviews of her free um game she made in her spare time like you do uh it's um and i am fairly sure that um emily chang has instead of um speaking to miss quinn has actually Spoken to her ex boyfriend who wrote an 8,000 word um, manifesto slash slut shaming spasm uh, and posted that all over the internet and uh, caused Gamergate in 2014. She quotes him, she doesn't quote Zoe Quinn at a point, uh, quotes a lot of Brianna Wu, who is the meltiest of melts and um, incredibly neoliberal and quite annoying. Um, but, um, and, um, yeah, the, uh, yeah, I'd I'd, I'd quite enjoy if, um, we could actually point out here that all of Erron Gajoni's, uh, bullshit was bullshit, um, that he's a horrible person, and, um, that he, that this whole thing was, uh, He lit the fire, but the flames were fanned by literal Nazis. Not even, like, prerogative Nazis, like literal guys with literal swastikas tattooed on their literal chests. And, um... There's, uh... Not... The the word Nazi... Even, I don't think, conservative comes up here. Um, Even misogynistic doesn't come up in here, and... Not even in reference to the game beat up Anita Sarkeesian, uh, and um, women have long experienced derogatory representations of their gender in video game content, as well as a general invisibility in the wider video game genre. Yeah, no shit, like that bit in uh, God of War where like Kratos like rips women apart for no particular reason, and um, that bit where you like. Bang the button to make him have a foursome harder, and uh, and it's like, still a thing. Um, there is still like you can still go on Twitter and look for the Gamergate hashtag, and there are still idiots trying to keep it going. And um, yeah, we like you can you you're allowed to go hard on Gamergaters because they're loser scum. Um, they're either more loser or scum maybe equal parts loser and scum they could be entirely losers could be entirely scum but they're losers scum and you don't have to like step around their feelings in a book that's coming out on like a major publisher and um, especially when you have like 100,000 twitter followers and a platform on like a tv network you, you don't need to get their side of story because their side of story is insane like I, like I, like first got into Twitter in like two thousand seven or whenever it was like, the, like early thing. Then I kind of left it for a while. Then I came back, coincidentally just as this whole Gamergate thing was taking off, and I was I was reading these guys not to get their side of the story because their side is asinine, but um just have like morbid curiosity about how low a human psyche can go, in. Um, search of confirmation bias. It turns out really fucking low because uh, apparently um, Anita Sarkeesian and Zoe Quinn and Brianna we were all employed by the Intelligence Advanced Research Products Agency uh, in order to um, dumb down gaming in order to insert a common core um, in educational concepts in there uh, in order to um, mind control the population in... Um, accordance with um uh the un's agenda 21 project to um reduce the human population uh to like a tenth of its current size or contained within cities and um all very highly surveilled and uh, eugenically selected and um something about jews and uh, that was a literal thing on like a on like uh, the main gamergate reddit and i was like Thousand upvotes and millions of people adding their little section to this piece of fanfic. You know, say, like, go. I know it's not the main point. I know Emily Chang probably doesn't want to talk about video games for a long time, but she can go harder on these monsters. And earlier in the book, uh, Peter Teal turns up. He is a literal vampire. Uh, he does actually drink human blood uh, in order to keep himself young, uh, Countess Baffery style. He may bathe in it. I don't know. Uh, he did that whole Gorka thing, and uh, Gorka had its problems, sure. Um, but it had like gone over those problems to a pretty large degree by the time um, Peter Thiel decided to destroy them via the medium of Hulk mania running wild. Uh, and Peter Thiel is still an absolute monster. Uh, he boasts of spending election night hanging out with uh, neo-fascists. Um, he regularly uh, lies about how um, his uh, political beliefs and obfuscates them and when he does have a an actual audience his political beliefs are uh, monstrous and uh, near uh possibly even genocidal at, at times, um, he has very recently, like in the last week or a couple of days in fact, said that the biggest political problem of our time is political correctness. Ugh. You, know, you have to be a dumb piece of shit in order to think that political correctness is even a thing. Uh, you got to be the dumbest motherfucker. And, uh, shout out you, Ricky Gervais. And, um, yeah, she doesn't, Emily Tran doesn't delve into his uh, political beliefs very deeply. She doesn't locate them on the spectrum left and right, and, like, the well, on the spectrum that leads up until fascism. Because it gets in there. Uh, it's closer to, like, that kind of neo-reactionary tendency, and, um, I forget his Curtis Yarvin, I think his name was. He's the guy who uh, hung out with um, Peter Thiel on election nights and like cheered on their their guy. Um, Yeah, Peter Thiel, absolute monster, and um, deserves a much more thorough roasting than he gets here. Um, And that uh, is a little bit of a, a kind of a systemic problem in here, which is. Emily Chan doesn't talk about systemic problems, or she thinks she does, but it goes hardcore neoliberal. I don't want to use the term identity politics because it's an asinine term made up by stupid people uh, to excuse themselves for not being polite or nice, but essentially the, the problems uh, that Brotopia identifies and the solutions that are given are ones of individual bad actors uh, being bad people, making the wrong choices. And if they made the right choices and were good people, um, the demographics of, the, of Silicon Valley would change. And from there, the uh, software and apps and so on that they make would get better attuned to real users, real lives. Um, you know there wouldn't be like facial recognition apps that don't work on Asians and stuff um and I don't want to say that isn't true like I'm sure if everyone on earth became a really nice person, things would get vastly better very quickly. but they'd start getting vastly better in that we'd take a look at the systemic problems that are underpinning all of this. Uh, like, I don't think the word patriarchy appears in this, even maybe in a quote from someone else, but uh, Emily Chang doesn't want to talk about how there is this ideology here, and there's a politics behind it. It's it's a right-wing, conservative, reactionary politics, often uh, literally fascist politics. We call it alt-right or whatever, but the alt-right's dying, so let's go back to calling it fascist again. Uh, Yeah, there's no real attempt to say, there's no us and them in this, you know? Everyone is all in a wonderful big tent, even the baddies, and they just need to get their acts together. Hire more women, and better decisions will be made. And this is a very ripped-from-the-headlines book. Uh, As I mentioned earlier, uh, Me Too, which is only a few months old uh it gets quite a lot of play in this it, it feels like it was like written and printed last week but uh in the last week uh as i found out with my my meeting with uh, cambridge analytica that definitely happened um early in the show it's um one so on the back cover it quotes brianna Wu, susan fowler former uber engineer uh who says we need to make sure the legal system can be the advocate for women okay but a little bit a little bit more and the third quote is from Sheryl Sandberg the COO of Facebook. Uh, Sheryl Sandberg um, wrote the book uh, Lean In uh, which is very uncritically represented here um, uh, essentially arguing that women need to just push themselves harder uh, to get into these places and then they can open doors for other women and then everything uh, will be good. It, it's on you it's not the system it's your fault if uh, things aren't bad if things are bad. Um, same way as uh, you need to be recycling um, but uh, we don't need to have electric cars or power plants that don't pollute or, and we don't need solar or wind energy. You need to throw, separate the polyurethane from the polyethylene. That's neoliberalism. Consumers uh, making choices will somehow sort things out and um, Yeah, Sheryl Sandberg's company, Facebook, probably heard of it, uh, is now implicated in a vast uh, multinational conspiracy to um, elect Donald Trump and to uh, destroy my own country through idiotic um, withdrawals from the European Union. Uh, There's probably way more we're going to find out about this. This is very tippy-iceberg stuff. I don't want to sound like Eric Garland or whatever his name is now, but... um, yeah, this shit's actually, it's, it's, it's real. The p-tape is real. Confirmed. P-tape confirmed. Uh, by the time you, th- like, like, there is a, a good chance that by the time I'm done editing and uploading this, someone, uh, Stormy Daniels' lawyer, will have edited and uploaded pictures of Donald Trump's cock. Like, you could be looking at that while I'm speaking. Like, that's an actual possibility that exists in the world right now. It's not like this weird remote thing. This is like a thing, and this is related to Cambridge Analytica and spies, and Russia, and it's, and um, Sheryl Sandberg did uh, as the chief operations, as in the doing stuff person of Facebook, would have known about all this shit and wouldn't have cared. Uh, there's a... a well, I guess we can now call it a defector from Facebook. Uh, one of their uh, security engineers, um, has basically come out and said that Facebook didn't want to know about security issues. Uh, where they pertained to companies and, we now know, like, state... like these quasi-state actors. I don't know, they're like philosophers from Metal Gear games. From, like, hoovering up all your information and your friends' information when you play Farmville. Uh There was, like, and this was all on Sheryl Sandberg's watch. She leaned in to a global conspiracy to destroy democracy or something. Or at least to make things suck more than they do. That was her. That, that wasn't, like, Tech Bros. That wasn't the guys in, like, the strip clubs that she did, that uh, Emily Chang describes. Uh, yeah, this was uh, a woman who is, like, kind of revered as one of the leading uh, lights in female Silicon Valley. And, um, yeah, there's... When there's, like, an accounting of all of this, uh, like, people could, like, even face jail time over this stuff. Like, Britain, Britain is pissed right now. Like we're we're, yeah. You know, our our little, little little teacups, kind of like because we are like we're mildly perturbed. That's actually our Defcon one. Um, yeah, we're we're actually uh, slightly miffed at this, and um, so we'll probably end up uh, in a nuclear exchange. Um, after slightly miffed, there's quite a lot um, of space, and actually, no British person's ever reached a level of emotion beyond slightly miffed. There's a hypothetical emotion called uh, mad as a lorry, but uh, it's only exists on paper. You know, we we haven't got there yet, and we we're getting close. And it's because of Cheryl Sandberg in part. And. That's not because uh, women are duplicitous uh, conspirators because, again, they make a very small part of this, like, Illuminati or whatever the fuck that apparently Steve Bannon leads, this, like, corpse Illuminati, and, um, but it, it speaks to the fact that it's not what's in between your legs. That's defining this stuff. That's making it real. That's doing the really bad stuff. It, the male domination of Silicon Valley is doing pretty horrible things uh, to women in their workforce. But as horrible as that is, that's a pretty tiny percentage of the world. It's not deciding elections, and it's not uh, creating a. It's not creating the world that Silicon Valley has created. Um, yes, uh, if there was gender parity in Silicon Valley, we would have better companies taking our data and selling it to anyone who wants it. Um, but we would still have, uh, you know, if you know Uber run by a woman is still gonna put taxi firms out of business and make people work for 23 hours a day in cars they have to rent and sleep in. You know, it's uh, a a quote on International Women's Day and getting a picture taken with Gal Gadot is is not going to rectify these horrible companies. There there can't be anything other than horrible because their model is based on giving... It's like the Amazon and Uber model, which is like, give people something at such a low price they can't afford to not get it and work at a loss for so long that you destroy all your competition and then uh, you're the only game in town or it's uh, create this like futuristic space drug from Robocop 2 get everyone hooked, make it ubiquitous and make it so you can't not take the futuristic space drug from Robocop 2 or maybe a Scanner Darkly, Darkly's, maybe a little more literary reference and then um, yeah, then just extract what you want from people. That's the Facebook and mainly Twitter, which is terrible, model. Um, yeah, I, I want to get offline so badly. And I realise I'm literally a voice on the internet. And a very good Twitter account. Just post after post of gold. Uh, at Death Sentence PC. Um, but yeah I would so want to get off this internet but I feel like I feel like I've got a state like I'm gonna save people from this like like if I can maybe persuade some people to not be on the internet then maybe it'll be worth it that I'm destroying my mind and wallet and ability to concentrate with all this faff and um, yeah that's that's not in uh, Brotopia Protopia um, is about uh, you know, guys who are still virgins at 25 who suddenly get a lot of money and then they go take a little Molly at uh, someone's house or they get handsy with one of their employees and yeah every one of these people uh, gets the wall um, and or you know we could just go to live in that die route uh, just sink that whole thing into the San Andreas fault but um, that's not going to fix a systemic issue because it's the fact that they've got to make money is the problem and the only way to make money since we've like taken all the low-hanging fruit and sent all the jobs to China and fucked everything so badly through neoliberalism and the only way to make money is these idiot scams like uh, Juicero and f- fucking Theranos. Perfect example. Um, I don't think Fairness is actually mentioned in this. Um. I th- yeah, literally don't. Um. Oh no 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 it is it is I, I take that back. Fairness is mentioned and um, Elizabeth uh, Elizabeth Holmes is uh her, well part of her. Uh, plight is uh, mentioned here because obviously like like a lot of new stuff has happened on that whole front in the last few weeks i think she's got like all her money was taken away feronos um, is bankrupt good um yeah her being um female and weird uh, didn't stop her from selling a bullshit product that didn't work lying to people And palling around with uh, fucking Henry Kissinger. He's on the board of Theranos. Henry Kissinger. Like, you don't go in a room with that ghoul unless it's to jam a pen into his eye. Like, he's a monster. He should literally, not a meme, not being, like, not doing, like, ironic, tanky stuff here, but he should literally be in jail or executed for his part in genocides across the world and constant war crimes but you know he's on our side so he never will face consequences for anything ever like you know that's that's neoliberalism you know um yeah so the These kind of and yeah again not no one gets called out for working with fucking bloody Kissinger on his throne of skulls or whatever he sits on nowadays, but he yeah because he is part of the system very much so, and the system is fine. America is already great. Uh, We don't need to. Uh, make any real systemic changes. Uh, just need to be a little nicer to each other, uh, tweak a few of the dials, and uh, the free market will handle the rest. Uh, That—that's the ideology at play here, and it's uh, yeah, it makes the book suck. Yeah, it makes it a big old pile of neoliberal crap. Um, yeah, uh, just go to Variety or wherever and read the uh, the sexy bits and uh, leave the rest of the lo- alone. Um, yeah, don't don't need it. Um, you know, what I want is for someone, and it's gonna have to be me, because apparently I have to do everything around here, this planet. I mean, uh, someone to just say, we don't need the internet anymore. It's done. We. We're, the internet has become too much of a liability for it to be allowed to continue. Like, I was thinking the other day, there are like four horsemen of the internet right now. Um, war. Like, state actors are uh, using things like uh, Stuxnets and viruses and uh, penetrations into people's like power grids in order to do like actual warfare and like uh, say destroy a country's power grid or their water purification and kill people. That's a that's a major risk and it'll happen. It sort of happened in the Russian invasion of Georgia, which is one of my favourite topics. I've never really gone into Russian invasion of Georgia is really fascinating and I'll talk about it one day, but not today. So that's war. Uh, pestilence. So uh, there's viruses like Heartbleed. Uh, there was that one that like. Um, Gone into your uh, like locked up your computer until you fed it bitcoins. Uh, viruses are becoming more common. Uh, there are exploits in like at the actual chips inside your computer now. Uh, there was one that recently discovered that had to be patched. Uh, although who knows if that even works, and who knows if uh, the aforementioned war, the like NSA and so forth, uh, haven't got their own little backdoors in there. Like the amount of just pestilence online uh, is gonna make the internet unwieldy especially when there's like an internet of things when the internet's in your car when you start when you can't start your car in the morning without a Russian voice coming through the um, speakers asking you to give it bitcoins uh, if you want to use your car otherwise it'll just flood the engine then make it explode you know that that's gonna become a real thing and it's already becoming a real thing like I've had my my entire bank account uh, emptied by some guy in Korea who spent it all at a jewelry store in uh, somewhere. But yeah, that that's a thing. That could make enough people think, yeah, I it's not worth being on the internet anymore. And uh, famine. The internet doesn't give us anything of that sustains us. It doesn't give us anything of real value. You know, it's. It gives us these distractions. It gives us these labor-saving devices, like being able to call a cab without talking to someone. But it doesn't. It doesn't nourish us. And I don't want to be like a book guy and say like books. They will nourish you, because most of them are shit. And um, frankly, most books are worse than most movies, and most movies are worse than most video games. And um, obviously. All media is worse than doing stuff, and um, or like creating media, and do it, making things. Um, yeah, so that that's like a, a like an emotional famine. That's like the like depression that uh, you can feel by seeing these like Instagram people being happy while you are miserable. Uh, that's that one episode of Black Mirror with um, Ron Howard's daughter in it. Kind of stuff. That that's famine, and death is uh, when we decide that this stuff has to stop. Like when it becomes such a financial and geopolitical and emotional drain on the planet that it just can't continue anymore. And that's when we have to like cut the wires. Um. That's, yeah, that's when we, we need to say this has to stop because we, we can't keep doing this you know, we just have to have that like and unfortunately it has to Um, I, I think I was reading on someone's uh, Twitter about uh, the different fields of the sciences uh, like physics, they had their oh shit, we've gone too far moment with the atomic bomb you know, uh, I become death, the destroyer of worlds stuff. Uh, chemistry had that with, like, nerve g- gases. Biology with biological weapons. Uh, even earlier with dynamite that um, got Alfred Nobel to make, like, a peace prize that kind of didn't work too well. But computer science has never had that old shit moment. It's never... We've never said that, like... Uh, yeah, but your scientists were so preoccupied with whether or not they could they didn't stop to think of the sh- yeah, we've, never, we've never gone to that point with computers. Even though they've been instrumental in ter- loads of terrible things. Uh, we, we need to get, we need to, unfortunately, as a species, have our nose shoved in the shits of the digital age. We need to yeah, get, get back to the nose with a news- rolled up newspaper and unfortunately that for us means millions, perhaps billions, of people have to die by computers at some point. Um, not like in a Terminator way, but in like a... a virus destroys all power to the entire North American continent in midwinter. Um, a virus uh, destroys all the um, water treatment and introduces uh, pathogens into the water. I know a virus can't come out of the computer into the water, but it can be a minute later to uh, allow pathogens to grow, then everyone drinks it, everyone's sick. Like Imagine like everyone in a city getting uh, like salmonella poison at once. Like, that'd kill a hell of a lot of people and cause a hell of a lot more dis- like disruption. And that's possible by like tweaking the settings in water treatment. Like the water coming out of our taps imagine every car on the road uh, just going insane imagine all the cars on the road uh, when they're like uh, robotic cars uh, being instructed to kill all humans that's that's not a impossibility at all you just go reverse the AI on a car you gotta say instead of avoiding humans hit every human as fast as you can that's an That's a total possibility. And the companies who are making these things, Google, Uber and so on, um, Uber's uh, autonomous vehicles have actually just taken their own life, just like yesterday. The companies making these, they're gonna cut so many fucking corners because everyone always does with everything because they have to make money and you can only do that by cutting corners nowadays or just selling shit. So yeah, there's gonna be security holes all over autonomous vehicles and someone absolutely will within our lifetimes make autonomous vehicles kill people like no joke not doing a bit that's a thing that will absolutely happen and if it does it on a large enough scale if like every car in a a city or a country or a continent suddenly becomes uh, bender from that one episode of Futurama where he becomes a vampire car then that's uh, that's computer science's A-bomb moment and that's where we've got to like go back into the dark ages a bit like the dark age of like 1982 you know and it'd be great if we got there if we could like make a point of doing that already but we're not going to, I'm not going to I'll I'll probably be one of the first to die in the um, autonomous car uprising. I hope. Let's do some songs. Let's uh, let's play some uh, misandrist grindcore from uh, Black and Death Records uh, in the UK, London, old stomping ground, um, and probably ground zero of the um, autonomous car revolution. Um, yeah, let's, let's play a song by uh, Olivia newton John see what they did uh, off the album Kill All Men starting with the white ones in parentheses uh, this is a song called Back Alley Circumcision it's a, a brisk 1 minute 41 seconds it's about um, a back alley circumcision title tells you everything you need to know uh, it's utterly brutal um, uh, Black and Deaf Records puts out tons of good stuff it's like insanely, I think it's like one guy too and it's um, insanely prolific really brilliant Uh support them, him and it's brilliant uh, listen to it I'll come back next week when I'm gonna be pissed off about something again for a change um, I'm gonna be talking about the Iraq War yeah, real, real fun one next week. Gonna, I've just started a book called uh, Frankenstein in Baghdad. Uh, it's really good so far. Uh, again, much like um, Back Bacchalli Circumcision, its uh, title really tells you all you need to know. It's um, about someone making a Frankenstein in Baghdad. And I'm going to be arguing pretty extensively that uh, not only is... Uh, quote unquote Frankenstein's monster called Frankenstein. He's actually a Frankenstein. So tune in for that one. That's gonna be um it's gonna be a four parter seven hours. Um entirely about the etymology of the term Frankenstein. And um I'll probably talk about the Iraq war in there as well because uh, no one does anymore. We just kind of forgot about that one. Even though like the most powerful and influential country in the world uh, committed genocide and killed a million people for no reason that's the joke it there was no reason it it, it doesn't even can't even get oil from there anymore it's just pointless hilarious Uh, okay I'm gonna go carve a big old smile into my face with with some rusty gardening tools Um, I'll I'll come back next week and uh, but in the meantime Quite short meantime, listen to Back Alley Circumcision by Olivia Newton John from the album, the beautifully, beautifully titled album, Kill All Men, Starting with the White Ones.